welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's podcast is about a UFO sighting from Norfolk, Virginia, and is sent to us by a listener of the show. I thought that was pretty cool. Now, if you go to the Twitter account, UFO Warning, you can go on there. There's a couple of links. Uh, first link was to um, the Wikipedia about the actual naval base, which was where this thing was saw at. And it, <clears throat> it says, uh, the naval station Norfolk is a United States Navy base in Norfolk, Virginia that is headquarters and home port of the U.S. Navy's Fleet Forces Command. The installation occupies about four miles of waterfront space and 11 miles of pier and wharf space of the Hampton Roads Peninsula known as Sewell's Point. It is the world's largest naval station with the largest concentration of U.S. Navy forces through 75 ships along 14 piers with 134 aircraft and 11 hangars. Wow. 75 ships. Port Services controls more than 3,100 ships' movements annually as they arrive and depart their berths. It goes on, it says, Air Operations conducts over 100,000 flight operations each year. It's hard for me to get my mind around that. An average of 275 flights per day, or one every six minutes. Over 150,000 passengers and 254,000 tons of mail and cargo depart annually on air monthly command. Aircraft and other AMC chartered flights from the aircraft's terminal. Amazing. So, as you can see, where this uh, sighting occurred, Norfolk, Virginia, right there over the air, right near the Navy base, uh, this is an enormous operation, a lot of traffic, which would lead me to wonder why the Air Force would would uh, just would allow something to just be hovering above their, their base. And you'll see what I mean here in a second. I think it's important to point out, when you look at these military installations that we have in the United States, and you compare how big they are, and what uh, what a kind of a role they play in our economy, and you really stop and think about it. The United States of America is, you could almost say it's one giant war machine. I mean, it's just force projection. It's, it's unbelievable the amount of military might this country has. And in that context, I don't really see why anybody can doubt that this giant military industrial complex would not be capable of, of, of hiding some kind of project some kind of UFO project. It just seems almost like it's designed to hide UFO projects, crashed UFO vehicles, whatever. But I'm digressing. Now, the listener sent me this. Uh, I asked him, they, they first contacted me and let me know they'd seen something. So I got back with them and asked them if they could just give me the details, the what, when, where, how it happened. And uh, they did, and it's great. So I just want to read this to you just as I wrote it. And it says, it says it was a broad. It was broad daylight. It had to have been around four in the afternoon for me to be at this friend's house. We went outside so his dogs could run around while we talked. The rear of his house faces the naval station in Norfolk, Virginia. And once again, just go to the uh, Twitter account UFO Warning. That's at Warning Sub UFO, and you can just click on a link there. I link to the uh, Google Earth pic, and you can see how this how much space this naval base takes up, and you can look. You know, you basically have the naval base on the water, and behind that you have the land, so you can get a pretty good idea where this would have had to taken place at. It says the rear of his house faces the naval air station in Norfolk, Virginia. I noticed what looked like mylar balloons in the sky, 
and paid very little attention. A few minutes later, I looked up and noticed the object still fixed in place and counted three. They appeared to be silver balls, pretty high in the air, like a jetliner height. As I pointed them out to him, and he confirmed he could see them, he could see them. A fourth one blinked in and out to position next to the others. They stayed fixed in position overhead for at least 15 minutes and then seemed to blink off one at a time. After listening to, to the Commander Fravor interview, I had a strange feeling we saw the same type of objects, but instead of blinking on and off, they dropped down at rapid speed and stopped. I would describe myself as a severe skeptic slash enthusiast. What we saw stuck out to me. Well, of course it's going to stick out to you because what you saw was... Uh, something that's just not uh, what we consider normal. Pretty unlikely that's any kind of aircraft that's human-made. These Mylar balloon-type UFOs, though, this is not the first time people have reported these. These, these are one, uh, one that we regularly hear about. And I think a lot of times they get written off as, oh, it was just a weather balloon. But what sets these apart is, typically people spot them, just like this listener did. They identify them, they watch them for 10 or 15 minutes, and then maybe one will come in and phase in and out, and then they just disappear. It's almost as if, now we don't know if maybe they are somehow camouflaging themselves. Maybe they are traveling uh, uh, at, at light speed and we just can't see them go. Or maybe they're doing some kind of uh, interdimensional travel where they're going in between dimensions. Now he says these are at jet liner height. So when you're talking 35, 45,000 feet up in the air. Now, we just read that at that naval base, 275 flights a day, one every six minutes. He says his friend lives with the back of the house facing the airport there at the naval base. So it would seem like a very bad place for the U.S. Navy to uh, set up a weather balloon observation or anything like that. You have all this traffic coming in and out. What seems a lot more likely is that whatever these things are, they're here to observe and they're right over the largest naval base of the U.S. It's just like they just don't care. It's like they're just showing up to see what's going around. Either that, or possibly, I'm, we can only speculate, there's some sort of uh, high-level um, UFO re-engineering going on at that base, and they're just like, you know what? Heck with it. We're just going to try this stuff out right here. We don't have time to drive out into the middle of the desert and do this stuff. Honestly, though... I think these things have come to some kind of agreement with the deep state actors, and they're just basically allowed to roam free. And maybe it's just their way of verifying uh, that we are compliant with some kind of an arms treaty with them. I don't know. Maybe it's their way of verifying that we are compliant with arms treaties with the rest of the planet. Maybe it's such a thing that they need some sort of resource from this planet, and they're concerned that we might blow it up and thereby, you know, deprive them of that resource they need. But these things do seem to be almost certainly off-planet. And we see the same thing over and over again. They're in this situation where they're watching. And lots of times they're watching military bases. It's, it's clear that they don't have any fear of, of any kind of military craft that we post. And... This is kind of a short podcast, but I just wanted to bring up one other thing. Before I before I sat down to record it, I was watching a video on the OAN network with uh, Dr. Stephen Greer. And, you know, I've read a lot of different things about the guy. You know, kind of, he, he has a lot of good 
uh, information he brings out. And then sometimes it seems like he's a little bit of a showman. I don't know. But I guess he is an emergency room doctor. That's what he says. But what caught me about the interview, and I do want to try to do a podcast on him later because I think I think the subject matter, subject matter is worthy. But he was talking, and this is a conservative, you know, little little uh, channel that comes up on YouTube. And he was talking about uh, just the, the concept of these deep state programs. They're so compartmentalized and so deep where they're working on these extraterrestrial vehicles, or not of this world vehicles. And they're so, they're so embedded in the program that they aren't even accountable for the money they spend and that the President of the United States doesn't even know about him. He said he'd briefed, I think he told me, I think he told OEN, uh, Clinton, Bush, I don't know about Trump, but he, three or four presidents he'd briefed. And uh, none of them had any idea about this stuff, and they probably just thought he was crazy, you know. Who knows? But I, I think Trump's starting to get a clue. I think he's starting to get a clue. Because stop and think about the, the power that this... United States has with this military force and just like this huge uh, Norfolk base down there. They can put a plane in the air every six minutes. And think of the destructive power that that one base has. And how much leverage that gives the United States. Do you think that we'd be, borrow be borrowing uh, trillions of dollars a year if we didn't have the uh, capacity to smash pretty much every other country on the planet like a bug? With that thought in mind, how likely is it for these deep state actors to want to share this extraterrestrial technology with the rest of the world? They're going to just stretch it out. And as Greer pointed out, he kind of more or less said he thought they would release this disclosure in back channels. But he, he referred to it as unconstitutional. And he's got a point. They should not be releasing this technology or this data or information or videos from cockpit flyers for that matter to back channels like the New York Times or whoever. This stuff should be made public, just like Dr. Greer said. Because it's going on all over. I mean, here you have a person who's just out, you know, uh, walking their dogs, and they look up in the air, and there's three of these things just sitting there. It's got to the point where they're in our face. Now, you have a large segment of the population that still wants to be in denial about it. A lot of those people are wearing masks right now. But the rest of us understand that even if we don't know what the phenomena is, we know it's real. And we know that it's connected to our military. At least it's it, it doesn't seem to be intimidated by our military at all, number one. And number two, it seems as though it wants to monitor our military installations. And number three, whether those military installations pretty much don't do anything to stop them from monitoring it. In fact, in some situations, like with the uh, with the uh, Palo Verde uh, nuclear power plant, people get emails and tell them, don't contact us about your UFOs anymore. Well, they called them drones, but we know what they mean. Overall, I thought it was a really cool case. Um, if you if you want to get into these balloon things, you can you can find a lot of these online. There was one we talked about here a couple weeks ago from Japan that was there. They tried to write it off as a weather balloon, but listen, weather balloons don't stay stationary, you know, up in the sky a couple thousand feet or forty thousand feet and just stay there. They drift with the wind. These aren't weather balloons. I'd have to go along with what the research scientist said the other day. I would more likely refer to these things as not of this world vehicles. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.